everybody welcome back to the check engine podcast it's the only podcast produced by three two-time winners of imsa's spirit of the race award we are hosted at anchor.fm but we're sent out everywhere that streams the podcasts that you want to listen to my name is nick with me are my two co-hosts as per usual our creator writer idea generator dude andrew is here what's up man how you doing that was a litany of titles i'm now intimidated but i mean it's true I mean, this is a small this is a small production here, so we all wear multiple That's hats. That's true. That is true. So it's it's not. I mean, you do that. Yeah. You don't need to be intimidated by what you do on a daily basis. <laughs> that <laughs> like, is, those are often the things that are most intimidating. I was gonna say I'm often intimidated by my job. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, that third voice you hear is our producer, deep thinker, and show namer man, Tristan. What's up? <laughs> show namer man. Show namer man. I like that one. That's that's gonna go on the business card. <laughs> show <laughs> including <namer> man. man. <laughs> show namer man. <laughs> I'm not intimidated by that. That one's good. Uh, good to be back with you guys. What is. Uh, What's on the agenda this evening? It's been a minute. It's been yeah, a couple well, of weeks. A, a lot has happened since last we were all in a room together. And even more time, or well, it just seems like so much stuff has happened. I don't know. Has it been two weeks? Has it been a year? How long has it been since <laughs> what, we actually recorded saying? an episode? <laughs> I think it's, well, the last time we were all in a room together was a real long time that ago. That was, yeah. Because the last time we recorded, like a month. he was um, calling in from mm-hmm. Mississippi. Yes. So... It's been a while. It's anyways. been a couple of weeks. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, a little catch up. We have uh, exclusive reporting from Nick in the field at the biggest race in the world. One of the biggest races of, in the world. One of the bigger races. One of the bigger races in yeah. the U.S. <laughs> yeah, it just depends on who you ask. Is it Indianapolis? Is it Daytona? Is it Le Mans? Is it Monaco? Is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that that I think is going to be interesting, especially. Uh, because of how it didn't go yeah so, <laughs> but not in spoiler yeah. alert but uh and, and we got some other you know sundry crap to talk about things have been afoot in the car world yeah totally um big news out of australia yeah mm-hmm. um big news with uh, mercedes f1 if you guys didn't oh hear. man i the, mm. the, the old das system the is, old da i yeah. love how that's a now few days a few okay. days old we're all over the board we got to pick one thing should yeah, we start with that we want to where do you want to go where do you want to hit let's just start with the mercedes f1 thing even is though, it even legal uh, there are yes. questions about that. well they don't yes. know yet right that's what i mean so it would be illegal in the current rules no in the mm-hmm. next set next of rules. rules okay in the 2021 rules it would be illegal this is just an example of um these brilliant engineers finding loopholes okay so uh it's a uh, das so it's, so uh, it's um, dual axis steering so what basically right. happens is if you look at the onboard cameras um, of the mercedes cars going down straightaways at the barcelona test um much like your road car where you can pull the steering column towards you if you need to they can do that on the straightaway and that will adjust the toe on the front tires down the unlike your so car at insane. home this is not strictly for comfort it's more like flying a plane yeah, yeah. it is yeah, yeah it's basically like yeah pitching the i mean setting it up theoretically for 
cornering versus straights, like adjusting how much rubber is actually touching the pavement, right? In very small amounts. In very small amount, the the drag um, benefits are very minimal. What it's um, what people are saying the bigger benefit is is tire temperature. So you can oh. so by putting more or less contact patch, you can adjust the tire temperature. And if you want to prime it, get it a little bit warmer for a corner for extra grip, you can sure. shove the wheel forward, adjust the toe it's had, and yeah. And I think there's also a lot of things I've been reading about like driver effort. So, um, oh, like okay, you can if you make it get aggressive. So basically, with toe in, it's kind of what it sounds like if you're standing on the ground and your toes go in. When you're standing there, that's what that means. Yeah, they're, they're facing inwards. Yeah, they're pizza Yeah, pizza, not french fries. Um, and for anybody who's ever learned to ski as a child. Yeah, I've <laughs> um, seen South Park. Uh, seen... <laughs> true. Um, french fry when you want a pizza. The going to have a bad time. <laughs> when you are pizzaing, when you're towed in, it makes cornering that much easier. Yes. Requires yes. little inputs from the steering wheel to return big inputs into the car mm -hmm. however the downside why don't they just do it all the time well because you're driving down the road on a straightaway you've got the tires pointed inwards they're not rolling the same direction the car is going generates a lot of drag a lot of friction and a lot of heat and wear on the tires and i would imagine it's also less stable at speed because remember yes. f1 cars are doing yes. 200 miles an hour right. yes. any little shit like that is going to at those speeds with a car that weighs seven pounds yeah. is going to is going to create a huge difference so normally there's always a compromise between how towed in the cars are to you know keep tire temperatures at the right temperature to make sure they don't go all over the place on the straightaways and that's now, testing that's what testing is for right yep and now they don't necessarily have to have that compromise anymore yep you can be perfectly you know straight down the road when you're on the straightaway and tow it way in when you go into a corner and without getting out of the car and turning a wrench. <laughs> well, and here is where the loophole comes in. The rule book states that teams cannot have adjustable suspension pieces from mm. inside the car. <laughs> because this, now technically these are suspension pieces, but because they are adjusting it using the steering wheel, it is adjustable steering. Yep. <laughs> so adjustable and steering I would imagine components. it would probably be a thing where they'd probably make an argument, even if the rule wasn't worded specifically that way, and their argument is the steering, I assume the next argument will be, well, it's not the suspension per se. No. It's just, you know, it's the wheel attachments. It's right. not It's not the suspension. No. Yeah. I mean, okay, so uh, two things about this. The first thing is, obviously, Ferrari is like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and so they put in a... Uh, inquest or yeah. you know, request for uh, an clarification from yeah. the stewards yep um because uh, well they followed that up ferrari did by saying even if this is legal we would never be able to replicate it until mid-season mm -hmm. well which that's really not their that's not the fia's problem no it's not it's not at all it's not at all <laughs> they and, thought of it you didn't yeah so but the other part of it is okay fine we 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 have a rough idea what the system does now in your head, imagine driving a car like that. Just that, that one extra thing to think about. Not just driving a car like we drive a car. Yes. Like 200 miles an hour in close quarters with other people. At Monaco. At Monaco. <laughs> with a track that's... N Zero room for error. Oh, yeah. Less than a lane. <laughs> I, I'm just picture. I, I mean, 
I would imagine that obviously there's going to, it's not, you're not going to be able to tow it all the way to the possible limit of the car. No. You know, there, there's going to be a, a specific window. range of movement, but still uh, with the speed and the power and the narrowness, of those tracks are Imola. Like there's potential for genuine disaster. Well, and how does it lock itself? Is there a, like, does it lock itself in or do they just have to, the drivers just have to concentrate on keeping their arms locked at a certain spot? Oh, I can't imagine. It has, yeah, to, it has to lock in somehow. There has yeah, to there's be, gotta a be a lever or something. Yeah, maybe it's only like two positions. Yeah, maybe just so clink, during testing, clink. what they're figuring out is like boink, boink. their farthest limit versus what they want to be the flattest point. <sighs> we'll see. That's very a, that is a lot for Hamilton and Botas to think about now. Yeah, I you know if anyone's capable, it's Lewis. But <laughs> obviously, obviously, but it's I gotta say this whole thing is it cheating? Is it not? Is it legal? Is it not? It doesn't have the same flavor when it's not coming from Italians. <laughs> Like when they're the ones doing it? Yeah. Getting you investigated? Know, well, remember that whole thing uh, last year with... Their fuel? The fuel and Ferrari like putting the the tarp over the cockpit to keep it cool. And they're like, well, it's cold out. And like, oh, we meant warm. And then like, <laughs> remember that? Yes. <laughs> and like, no, no, you can't film like this angle or like the like the reverse back of the cockpit. Some, some... Yeah. It's, it's not as fun when the Germans are doing it. Because they tell you, we've done this. Yes. And then they say, this is what it is called. We've done this. This is what it is called. Try to prove us wrong. There's no denial. Like the, no. <laughs> no. It's not, it's, not, it's, that, it's not that. It's not doing that. That would be, but there's that would video. be the Italians. No. <laughs> there's no video. Your eyes are lying to you. <laughs> that would be the Ferrari. And that's more exciting. Yeah. That's funnier, definitely. Yeah. But yeah, it's certainly more entertaining. But... Oh, yeah, I've been since seems like an, a lot of effort for one year of use, though, because it is definitely illegal starting next year. That's a really good point. But I guess I mean, uh, and I have no ability to assess this. I have to assume that this is pointing them to something that then will be legal for the new rules. That uh, would be the like they know what's coming down the pipe, so they like it has to be yeah like step one or a baseline to or there's else. always or there's always trickle down to like dtm or yes you know dtm road cars like put that on an amg car it's like you, you can have the efficiency like they would gt3 be, cars it would or something. be it would be automatic mm. like for a road car like mm, yeah. as yeah. you turn the wheel it would decrease like like decreasing like the, when like the speed sensitive steering where it changes your ratio based on how fast you're going mm -hmm. um you can do i'm assuming you could do that like as the wheel starts to turn they tow in so you don't have to go as far or sharpen and, like, hybrid handling yeah you know maybe and just to, to get that extra weight feel a little more yeah. exciting around the corners whether that's you know towing it in or out for the correct racing line making it feel right more mm -hmm. exciting through the corners i mean that i mean if there's gonna be so true motorsports is such it's the test bed for all that stuff mm -hmm. like some stuff that's arrives, why some they stuff do it does, quote unquote. Yeah. so yeah that's a really good point Tristan. And if you can win it all one year <laughs> right extend yeah. the streak to seven years in a row yep hmm. that's really interesting i i don't know i i think it's going to be funny to find out what f1 does it it it's intrigue i'm intrigued However, if it is, if there is no result to the investigation or if it is kept legal, I mean, 
the season's over already. Yep. <laughs> For sure, it's over. Well, <laughs> well, it is the Germans. If it works, this, I'm saying this might not be likely, but what if it's really prone to breaking? That's possible. This that is, that this, is a possibility. This is another breakable piece on their car now. So the, rel- the reliability. But everyone said that about, well. Everything they've done. Yeah. <laughs> they've had a run of good luck. Yeah. It's uh, got to end sometime, right? Yeah, well, that was just what I was going to say. I mean. If they're not done making their own luck, it won't be done. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's interesting to watch, but it doesn't make me want to watch. It's, I like to watch the politics and read the stories, but I don't watch the racing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll watch the first one and just see how close people get to Mercedes. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if, so, if they're not close, I'm like, okay, all right, well, here we go again. Just this, this understatement in the Guardian article about it. The device has taken Mercedes F1 rivals by surprise. <laughs> surprise. <laughs> Oh, has it? Oh, has it now? <laughs> the, the entire paddock, day one of testing, which is... <gasps> there was... Twitter was a, a flitter. <laughs> yes, it was. It was really weird to see, though, because... I mean, once the cockpit camera was available, people who know these kind of things, not including myself... Like, oh, they're doing this. Yeah, they knew what was yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. And because it's open wheel, I mean, you can kind Watch of... Watch it happen. Yeah, you can kind of see it happen. So if you know about toe in toe out on wheels and and figuring that out and then it instantly became normalized once people figure out what it was it was just like oh that's what they're doing yep and i was like that's what they're doing people like yeah that's what they're doing yeah but but isn't there like no it's it's fine yeah they just figured it out (laughs) all right all right i mean at times like that it makes me feel like maybe i don't really know that much about cars or like them that much because <laughs> like, i don't know this stuff yeah right is there a better way should i know all this it's just it's just weird because people were saying like oh man like as far as you know once ferrari gets the aero sorted because their engine is way better than the mercedes at this point you know that's yes. what people are saying like ferrari mm-hmm. has way more power way more straight line speed and then people are like oh man honda's on the come up you see what they did towards the end of last year all this kind of stuff and mercedes like y'all can have that that's fine. We've got this. We've <laughs> we're, we're still going to win. See? So weird. It's so crazy. All right. Um, in other news, what's next on the list? Let's what go race wanna... to race. Let's let's get the report from the race that didn't happen. Yeah. The, uh-huh. So I, I ended up watching it during my layover in Baltimore. The Daytona 500. On Monday, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So was that last weekend? It was last weekend. Last yeah. weekend. So yeah, this past Monday it, it finished up, um, and Ryan Newman almost died, uh, but didn't. But didn't. Yeah. Thankfully, we'll get to that. But um, so yeah. Um, first off, I'm just going to go chronologically here. Yes. So plane ride down. Um, I'm sitting. It, it's Southwest, so it's kind of that you know seat yourself type <laughs> free situation. For all seating. Yeah, free for all seating. So. Um, I'm sitting, I find an aisle seat. There's a gentleman sitting window. Obviously, the middle's open mm-hmm. as, as it is on these until the last possible second. And um, he had a Ferrari shirt. He opened his laptop and there was a 488 as his desktop background. Great. He had a Ferrari phone cover. I, I had to look twice because I thought Tristan was on the plane. <laughs> I mean, but found out it wasn't Tristan. Mm hmm. Um, and I, I was going to talk to him, 
just because like oh man that guy's into it i gotta have yeah. a he doesn't own a ferrari but he Whatever. does not only does he not own a ferrari but he was creepy as fuck did you talk to him i just like hey how's it going is this seat taken whatever type of thing to gotcha. sit down gotcha. and sit down and he was trying to i think he was just trying to make a joke but it came off really creepy because he like leaned over to me and like in this whisper he's like if you see an attractive girl you can point at her to sit here don't tell my wife she's in the road neck in front of us i'm like yeah i don't want to talk to you anymore <laughs> ew i'm not gonna do anything about it ew yeah i hmm hmm he thought you were part of the bro cult. Yeah. He wanted to bro down with you. He really did. <laughs> he really did. He did. Despite what you wanted. He tried. He did. Yeah, he he did. did. He did bro on him. Yeah. So Broed all over him. So it was kind of a buzzkill because I thought, oh, this guy's car culture, if not just Ferrari culture. Um, yeah, we get there and I land first. So I need to rent the vehicle for uh, my dad and I. And we got full size is mm-hmm. the uh, is the description so i go down to pick my car and there are malibus there are camrys there are um nissan altimas and there was one kia optima left ah so i said bingo (laughs) (laughs) oh wait you got to actually like pick i got to pick what i got to pick that's crazy yeah um no a lot of people do that now do they yep i thought that was only like what uh what there's one company like specializing that back enterprise i think started it oh okay but I, i we did um well, a different company, and they let me do it as well. So, I uh, I picked the Optima because you know Tristan and I had road tripped in one, and I knew it was going to be good. And um, God, that car was cool. Was it one of the it new ones? It was cool. It was great. It was really great. Um, I could only pick out two negatives from the whole thing. This is the rental car review, by the way. So, like overall, it was awesome. The the dash like the everything in front was easy to read it was all in its place it was where it's supposed to be mm-hmm. um i started driving from the rental car area to the cell phone lot to wait for my dad to land and there's so much traffic going in and out instantly like buzzers started going with the lane assists and the blind spot warnings <laughs> and i'm like well this is going to be annoying i wonder if i can shut oh yeah there's the button boop shut that off like it wasn't like you had to go into settings and scroll through a bunch of shit and open the manual up or anything like that. It was That's just good. super simple, straightforward. Um, I mean, gas mileage was phenomenal. Like we were in the upper thirties basically the entire time. Nice. Um, if I could pick two negatives and I think these could be very easily rectified just by a different car. Cause I did have a rental. It was like the bare bones base model type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, my head if I were to sit straight up, hit the ceiling. <laughs> um, I think with a power seat, I could just lower it. Oh, yeah. Yep, but probably. this was a manual seat, so I wasn't able to do that. It was just forward and back. Um, so I think that could be easily rectified. The other one, and this just could be because I'm used to riding in a pickup truck with a wider windshield. Mm-hmm. The, the field of vision is pretty narrow out the front and rear. That's kind of a Kia thing, though. I've, yeah. I've it is, honestly, at this point, it's kind of a car thing. Yeah. That's that is true. It's like everything kind of slopes inward at the front and rear now. Yeah, and yeah, I was it. I was never like, oh man, I'm fearing for my safety because of this. But I, right. I always like when I would look in the mirror or try to check a blind spot or something like that. I'd double take, like, whoa, like I really can't see that much. Yeah, yeah. It's it just, it just took some getting used to. It's becoming worse though, I think, and and only in specific brands. I mean, Subaru has managed to keep 
good vision from all angles, even if it kind of, I think maybe it's like vision or sleekness. Yeah. yeah. Uh, And I think, I think that's the choice that automakers are being forced into at this point. Yeah. Um, But overall, besides that, I mean, the car was great. I was talking to my dad about it and he was even into it. Um, A guy who is, 20 we did that episode where we had like the history of family cars and it was 20 plus gm cars all in a row (laughs) all in a row like he's like oh no i've been i've been talking to your mom about trying to get this to replace the cadillac dun 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 he's like he's like i really like these things these are great yeah (laughs) surprisingly you got my dad even take up on you a little bit good on you kia um fantastic car It it was it was really really good that's good. Yeah. So a, right. a positive rental car review. Um, what else did I notice in Daytona? Um, man, Toyota was pushing the Supra hard. The GR Supra was everywhere. I think I sent to you. I counted seven of them. I saw that too. All uh, well, not all, but a lot of the coverage I saw on Twitter was related to that. Like there was a dude doing donuts in a supra and there's you know just like okay (laughs) (laughs) so the the gates at daytona are like sponsored by a major corporation so there's like advent health has a gate of course um uh exalta like the paint and primer and coating company has a gate and then you can like once you go through that gate they can basically decorate like the escalators going up to the seats how they want it like it's their own little space okay to do what they want and toyota has a gate so going up the escalators they have like um show nascar cars so yep. like all of the toyota drivers are like going down the escalator actually which is kind of a cool look that is cool but all around it at the base of the escalators there's four supras there and then you get to the top of the escalators and there was three more Supras there. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> All different Absolute. colors. So there's like the, the candy apple red and the black and the silver and the white and the, the yellow, yellow and the light yeah. blue. And it was just like, pick which one you want. You know, here they all are. Here's to take a look at all their glory. Um, they also did have the, um, like an overlanding uh, Tundra setup. Okay, Tundra sure. with a bunch of camping gear, but trucks outside of that, Super, 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 supra. Just shoved down your throat, man. Did not enjoy uh, any of it. I just... And what was... Well, what was the... Um, was that was that weekend also the official announcement or... I think they announced it like the week leading up well, to... Of the... Uh, what? the they're, they're going to launch a four-cylinder Supra. Yeah. And the GR. Is the GR. Right? The Gazoo yeah, Racing so, Supra. Yeah. Um... <laughs> oh, man, I just my first reaction to the to the GR Super News was, oh, they let them have the M package tuning. That's great because mm-hmm. I don't think I, I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm totally wrong. I don't think Toyota is going to put enough effort into this to either make or have Gazoo tune that car themselves. Also, why would they? Why would they put that effort into it? There's an M package ready. Yep, right now, mm-hmm. and they can just probably have that. Mm-hmm. Is it the same power? Do we know? I didn't see any specs on it. I wasn't interested enough to go over and look at the plaque. Me neither. <laughs> so I wasn't interested enough to click any of the links. Nope. Not one. <laughs> Not, Not one, one image. And Not a said, nary a one. Exactly. And they sent a ton of them at you. <sighs> I imagine. Mm-hmm. So um, they they killed they killed the cool Toyota. Are there any left? There's no more Celica. Super's gone. 
the TRD sedans. I mean, yeah, yeah the TRD Camrys. And I Avalons. like them, and I respect them, and I and I enjoy the fact that they're doing it. That the TRD name hasn't been related to car performance for long enough for me to think it's cool. I Would like you, the TRD Camry. Wouldn't you be happier if they named it the Gazoo Camry? Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I would be. The Gazoo Racing Camry? I would be. No, not racing, just Gazoo Camry. Well, that's GR, though. Yeah, GR Gazoo is Gazoo Racing. racing. But yes, yeah, so I would be happier if they named it the Gazoo. Well, so, um, so, Thursday night was the qualifying races. Daytona is different because outside of just single car qualifying, you actually race to determine your position. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, we skipped it because it was so boring every year because <laughs> no one wanted to wreck anything. Right. So, like, everyone just... <laughs> and NASCAR has, like, a franchise or a charter system, so a lot of these guys are locked in anyway. Or weren't people not going out last year? Um, no, people were going out, but they weren't, like... We're, like, going out at, like... I remember there was something that they had a problem. There were, like, no cars on the track at one point. Um, that's that's for that's for other qualifying at other places. Okay. Um, that's a different issue. But um, no, they would just go around and ride in a line, right? And just, that'd just be it. So they decided to spice it up a little bit this year, and said, not only are we determining starting positions, but the top ten finishers in each of the qualifying races. There's an odd qualifier, so like all the odd finishers from the single laps. Mm-hmm. And then all the even finishers are, are there in separate races. Sure. So top 10 in each race get season points. Ooh. So they actually had to try a little bit. How many points? Um, I think it was just like 10 through one. So if you won it, you got 10 and you're... Oh, okay. okay but, but, but for Sunday races, for the normal races, you get points per position. So if you win, you get 40. So it's actually like an extra 10 positions. Yeah. So if you won the thing, so it's a pretty substantial amount to start the year off. No kidding. Um, and it worked. Like, it was actually pretty entertaining. Okay. That's good. So, I mean, good on NASCAR for that. Um, it was, I, I told my dad, like, normally I'd say, let's just skip it. But because of this points thing, let's just, let's just give it a shot, see what it does. And uh, it worked very well, um, I thought. They, they were... Um, you know, it's that drafting traffic, right? The the big packs. So there mm-hmm. were people jumping on a line, trying to, to work with one another, the bump drafting, the whole thing. Not to the extent that the race got on Sunday slash Monday, mm-hmm. which turned into a shit show as usual. But, um, you know, they, they were aware enough to know that, yeah, the points are good, but I still need to preserve my equipment for... <laughs> For when the we're actually getting race, yeah, the yeah. actual race. I think there's designated people on the team to remind them of that yeah. specific point. Yeah. So um, it made for, it, it actually made for, um, I was pleasantly surprised at the Thursday night races. Um, do we want me to just go through race by race here or do we want to just stick on the main points? Um, yeah. I mean, it's let's just, see. Was there any, I, I mean, well, you would know more. Was there anything too crazy on Xfinity or anything? On Xfinity, not really, because um, that would have been. Wait, would that have been the next day? No, no. The next day was the trucks. Right, on yeah, trucks first, trucks first. Yeah. So, the one thing I wanted to touch on there. Um, so Grant Enfinger won. Cool, good on him. Congratulations. Um, he won by point zero one of a second. Like wow. it was a photo finish. It was a really good finish. And the guy that he was racing with to the finish, they were bouncing off each other, coming like we thought they were going to wreck each other. Jesus. So. Um, 
But I wanted to touch on the guy that he beat, Jordan Anderson, who finished second, is like a full-on independent DIYer. Like, wow. It was like my dad and I were pulling so hard for him when like he kind of came out of nowhere. He was just kind of riding around for most of the race. Mm-hmm. And then like they're coming out of turn four straight at us to take the checkered flag. And we see we're like, wait, is that no way? <laughs> <laughs> but and, it was. And he came out of nowhere. And so like this guy owns his own. Tr- he's probably our age. Mm-hmm. Um, he hustles to get all his own sponsorship owns his own trucks. Um, he, I think he has three or four people that work for him. His crew are all volunteer that he just scoops up as he goes week to week. He's the shop manager. He drives the truck. The truck is a dually with a gooseneck. It's not even a like a full-on like semi-tractor trailer like all yeah. the other guys have. Like He yeah. is straight up, do it yourself, just scrape claw to get to the track. And he wow. almost freaking won Daytona. That's crazy. It was so cool. Even to see him finish second. Yeah. Like, was so cool. That Those are like those little stories that come out of this stuff that is like, damn, that's what this is about. It's in truck, too, which, you know, doesn't get a lot of love. It doesn't get a lot of love. So, good on Jordan Anderson. Hopefully, he can keep that momentum up. For sure. And uh, have a good rest of his 2020 season. And maybe someone takes notice and actually gives him a little help. Yeah, there you go. There you <laughs> yeah, go. Right. Earn yourself some help. Like, <laughs> hey, right. see what this guy could do? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's the way to do it though, honestly. That that so, is the best way. Um that was pretty cool. Um Saturday um Noah Gregson was the winner of the Xfinity race. He's a 21-year-old from Vegas. Um it was his first career win. Again, good for him. Um nothing really crazy happened in that one. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was a decent show. It was um it was pretty entertaining that there was they went one really long green flag run where they had to get through pit stops and everyone got separated and um there was a pretty big lull in the middle Mm -hmm. um josh was hanging out in the back our friend josh balicki Mm -hmm. um just kind of staying out of trouble he uh he was up at one point he was flirting with the top 10 when they actually started going at the end and people were actually started giving her a little bit and he was he was mixing it up with those guys. Uh, 15 laps to go. He has a right rear tire go flat. Oof. At 190 miles an hour. Damn. In the corner. Doesn't hit a thing. Nice work. He spins, nice work, it, ar- he well spins it around. Luckily, no one hits him because they're mm-hmm. all very tightly packed, obviously, at Daytona. So good on the rest of the field for avoiding him, but he keeps it off the wall. He keeps it off the grass so Ooh. the bumper doesn't get torn up mowing the lawn. Um, pulls in, stays on the lead lap. Ooh. gets his tire put back on and a couple other people wrecked because it's the end of a NASCAR race and that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And after starting 32nd, he did bring it home 21st. So, nice. I mean, not too bad considering. <laughs> yeah. He considering. probably, at worst, he probably needed a change of underpants. <laughs> um, so considering that there was a blowout and you lose the tire, usually that's like game over. Definitely. People hit yeah. the, a lot of people hit the wall or whatever else. Right. So, so good on Josh. Quick thinking, quick hands. and uh, Yeah, good work. Kept the, th- kept the nose clean on it. So, <laughs> and it was, it was a smaller team that he was running for, too. So it was like I heard him on the radio. Like, um, <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> well, no, right at the beginning, he's like, I know you guys want to keep the nose clean because we're saving this car for Talladega, which is the next big plate race in, um. in April. Like, this is like the one that they have. <laughs> so um, 
there were some sprinkles on and off in that one. I actually caught a couple of good radio um, clips on the scanner from that. Like about halfway through, some rain started falling under a yellow flag, and the leader was saying, hey, just want to let you guys know, um, got raindrops on my windshield. And they're like, okay, cool, thanks for letting us know. And about a minute later, <laughs> they came back to him and said, pace car driver says it's fine. <laughs> and the driver goes, yeah, of course he'd say that. He's doing 50 miles an hour with windshield wipers. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank you. Yeah. Good job. Thanks, NASCAR. <laughs> that so, is No, funny. it's fine. It's fine. So stuff like that was kind of funny to listen to. You pick up on those throughout the race. So um, Sunday really never happened. They got 20 laps in, and then the rain came. Mm-hmm. Um, so, fortunately, I wasn't able to see the big one. The How long uh, were they sitting before the red flag bit? Um, let's see here. So, the green flag was supposed to fly at like three-ish. Mm-hmm. There was a little bit of a rain delay before that. It happened like twice this weekend. It was like, gentlemen, start your engines, drivers to your cars, rain. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, like formation and pace lap. And rain, then, <laughs> rain, and then, forget it. And then everybody out of the car. <laughs> yeah. So that happened. They got I watched in. that on TV. <laughs> they ran twenty laps. So I think, it was, man, it was probably after the first rain delay. They were probably an hour, hour and a half late anyway. Mm-hmm. So they got twenty laps. It was probably like two hours that we sat there, and then the rain wasn't letting up, and they just said, "You know what? Fuck it." <laughs> and actually, um, NASCAR deleted the post. But someone in my party screenshotted it, which was really funny. Nice. They tweeted, drivers back to your cars. Four minutes later, <laughs> the race has been postponed. <laughs> so Monday, yeah, you might as well just delete that one. <laughs> so they deleted the drivers to you your cars. as well. But we, we had it saved on a screenshot. That's funny. So they, it must, it like, they thought they were going to see a break, and then it started raining hard again. Yeah. So It was really weird because, like, the entire week, there was never more than like a 20% chance of rain. <laughs> but you hit that 20% every it hit, time. It hit a square in the nuts every time. <laughs> so, oh, what um, are you going to do? Yeah, I ended up having to... Uh, yeah, I watched it in my layover in Baltimore on the flight home. But... Because <laughs> <laughs> Southwest does do free TV. That's Southwest right. does do free TV. That's right. But I actually watched... Yeah, I watched it at a bar in, Bal- in the Baltimore airport. Woo! Yeah, so... Um, crab cakes and racing. Woo. I mean, you know, honestly, when you put it that way, it could be worse. Yeah, it could be worse. So, um, yeah, and then obviously everyone was talking about the Newman wreck mm-hmm. at the end. Um, and that was kind of, it was a tense flight home because we saw it right before we got on the plane. Yeah. And Fox went off the air without giving any updates. Yeah, I saw the last thing that Jeff Gordon was like, and we hope he's okay. Have a good night, everybody. It's yeah, like, was, uh, <laughs> what? Um, well, so then, you know, my my dad was on a different flight, so I, he had landed before I got back to Milwaukee, and then I knew a couple other people back home here who were watching. So as soon as I landed and turned off airplane mode, I started texting out to everyone, like, what's the status? And my cousin-in-law texted back and said, um, the safety crews used a tarp so the fans couldn't see what they were doing, mm-hmm. and they told the media to clear the infield before yeah. they got him out yeah and i was like oh shit yeah that's not good 
And the crazy thing, like he was out of the hospital two days later. Yeah, that's the thing. He is okay. Walking out of the hospital. Like he walked out of the hospital two days later. He is okay. And and the only thing I can think of is like a major concussion. Like I don't even know. Like it didn't look like any bones were broke. I just think they don't fuck with it. I don't fuck around with it anymore. I really, I I really think that they're not. They're not playing with it. Yeah. In case they do walk up to the car and he is dead. Yeah. You get that all over the media? No. Like, that looked bad enough that we want everybody out of here? Yeah. No, I, what, no I, I get that. I get that piece. I'm saying, like, the way, it, how long it took him to extract extract him out of the car and the fact yeah. that it, we're we're skipping the we're skipping the infield care center. We're taking him straight to the hospital and all this stuff. Like, you would have thought that even, you know, they did say the next day that, you know, he was he was awake. He was like, great, cool. Yeah. And the injuries were non-life-threatening. Great, cool. But like, with all of that to walk out of the hospital yeah, but two no, days But later? that's what I'm saying. I really think, I mean, it's not, it's not necessarily like there's been a rash of horrible crashes. However, there's been at least one highly publicized, appalling crash in IndyCar, which was, was that last year, two years ago? Oh, the Wiccans crash. Yeah, Wiccans yeah. crash was two, two years, years ago. ago now. Coming up on coming up on coming two, years. two years. Coming up on two. I, and I think I, I I don't know if NASCAR thinks one thing or the other about the way that was covered, the way that was handled in IndyCar, and obviously um, Wiccans is doing better. And and you know we just posted a video on our page. Yeah, he, he stood up to accept an award. Or yeah, yeah all, all that stuff know, is all great, awesome. I think. It's possible that NASCAR kind of watched that and just said, "All right, we're we're not we're not doing any of this anymore. If this happens, this is the way we go." And, and to be clear, I think that doing all of that, you know, in, in the event of a crash like this, direct to care, clear the infield, blah blah blah. I believe that is one hundred percent the right way to oh, handle sure. it. Yeah, sure. And I think they've also probably seen stuff happening in other sports. Like absolutely, like where like uh, people in and the NFL like getting paralyzed or it's like really and up. and but you don't know it right away. Yeah, like uh, who was the hmm. I'm totally Shazier was the Steelers Ryan, Ryan Shazier when he paralyzed himself for lack of a better term is what actually happened. That was horrible. I thought well, yeah. I just yeah. saw him die. Well, yep. yeah. Well, and then there's other stuff like uh, I did not watch football for a year. After like that. I forgot because we're recording. I'm thinking about other stuff. Forget his name, but the Bears tight end. Yeah. Um, who, um, um, Zach, wasn't Zach, it? Uh, Zach something. Yeah. I totally forget. Um, but like, okay, he's got a horrific knee injury, but he's fine. We can take our time. And one of the EMTs was like, uh, no, that's his popliteal artery bleeding all over the inside of his leg. We need to get into a hospital right now. Mm-hmm. So like, I think they've looked at like seemingly inconsequential injuries mm-hmm. yeah. turn into disasters and they're like we're just Alex not gonna Smith. Yeah. A- oh. Alex yeah. Smith and then he they did take the lackadaisical not lackadaisical but they took the moral experts like oh yeah you've got a really bad break to your leg and he almost lost the leg yeah, yeah. same Yep, and it's like okay, let's get everybody. No matter what it is, let's get them to the hospital right away. That is the who right knows way to do what's it. going on. So that's that point, what I think so. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not. I just like I thought it was going to be worse, worse. the way they were yeah. handling it. For I'm sure. happy because it wasn't, and they change. handled it right. Yeah, but it hadn't been handled like this before. That's right. what I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. NASCAR, the way they handled it was fine. Obviously, the fact that he was able to leave the hospital in two days is incredible. Mm-hmm. It speaks and to the cars and the safer barriers for sure. Like, yeah, I mean, that was it was a nasty hit. It just yeah. it just makes me think like, and it's a little different because 
I mean, he was a hundred yards from winning the race when it happened. Yeah. Like, so it's a little bit different because they're racing to the checkered. They're gonna get really aggressive. But like, this racing specifically, this bump drafting, this kind of stuff, like. It doesn't like there's big wrecks like that happen all the time. The one that happened on lap 60. Like, what are you doing with 140 to go pushing people around? But what like, you got to remember is, okay, from my perspective, a completely outsider to all this sport, and one of the main reasons I will probably remain an outsider to the sport. Remember the way they've advertised the Daytona 500 throughout the entirety of the lead up to this. Oh yeah, the only thing they show is the crashes, crashes and fights from the crashes yep and man it's, is it does it make them negligent to this because like they just well you know the risks like well it doesn't well, that's, it, the, the phrase it that, doesn't have to be that way though it's it's like so that was the weird like cognitive dissonance that i had when you know they're talking about this this particular wreck like you know oh it's that's terrible and we hope he's okay always followed by but you know that's nascar like yeah should it be or that's the 500 it yeah was one that i heard so yeah. like once he was okay then it came out to be that's the 500 they're you just racing the, you never know the big one's gonna hit yeah and the thing is like like you said that's how they promote it nascar doesn't want to change it because of the unpredictability that puts eyeballs on tvs that puts yes. butts in seats but here's the deal like NASCAR doesn't have an incident responsibility penalty. Right. Like right. in IndyCar, in IMSA, if you if you cause a wreck, they park you for a lap or mm -hmm. a stop and go yep. or a drive through. Local short tracks, if you cause a wreck, you go to the back of the line with the guy you took out. Like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. NASCAR, meh, you just run through them. We don't care. Um maybe, you know, and I'm thinking back to there was I don't know, 20, 30 laps to go. And Joey Logano just pushed a car into another car <laughs> and turned them both around and triggered like a 19 car pileup. And he kept going, no problem. Well, what if they park his ass with all the other cars that they park? Maybe he won't do that anymore. Like, I just, well, you, you know, and it's just, if there's no, besides the fact that you might be involved in it and get your stuff tore up too. Yeah there's no consequence for just running through somebody at 200 miles an hour. And let's be honest, even yes, championship points. Yes. Blah, 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 blah. Is Kyle Bush, Joey Logano, yeah, yeah. any of these names. If, if they're pushing for first in the final 10, 20 laps and they happen to wreck half the field, do they really give a fuck? Well, especially not in Daytona because they got thirty five other races. Saying. They it, got thirty five more races in Daytona, to go. Daytona, does it really? Does it really matter? I feel like it doesn't. It, probably not. You're probably right. But I'm thinking like a bigger picture here. Like, what if there is incident responsibility? What if there is a no bump drafting rule? Like, you can draft if you push someone's bumper. We're gonna black flag you. See, I think it's interesting, like, and because the drafting doesn't turn people around. It's when you put because they constantly push on each other, and then right. if they don't hit them square. They spin them. They yeah, spin absolutely. Them. Like a pit it's maneuver. Just, it's just <laughs> physics. Yeah, they're, that's exactly what it is. Pit maneuvers at 200 miles an hour, and yeah. it's dangerous. Well, it's you weird. asked the question, is, is NASCAR negligent? And obviously, we're not talking about legal negligence. No, because they all sign waivers. However, I think that there's a certain, well, I wouldn't maybe use the word negligent. I think there's a certain carelessness. I, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and a responsibility to be better. 
that I would think. But there's no inkling of that from right. anywhere, from coming from anywhere. Nope. In NASCAR. It, it's kind of gross. And, and I don't have a reason for it necessarily other than uh, as technology has improved in the cars, the chance of someone dying from stuff like this has kind of lessened. And I'd be interested to know or maybe it's even possible to do something as simple as go back on YouTube and look up like year to year commercials or advertisements for mm -hmm. something like the 500 where at this point, the way they advertise that race is exclusively crashes, exclusively violence of various kinds. Yep. So, I mean, was there a time before that? Was there a time where that started? I I, I don't know, but that's they do clearly... show they do show close finishes. If there's like a photo finish, they'll do a clip of that. You know, a couple of clips of yeah. those in between the crashes. But it's just I don't I don't care for it much, and I and I think that. <laughs> the problem that I have in imagining any other scenario is that if you take that element out of NASCAR short of road courses, which are interesting, if not fully entertaining to watch. Yes. What, what else is there? What is there in the sport of NASCAR racing? If the crashes are removed or there are serious attempts, ma uh, serious attempts made to remove them with penalties or removing bump drafting, what else is there? Well, I mean, the bump drafting is on four four tracks, right? Of the or two tracks, four races of the thirty six race schedule. But they're the big ones. Daytona, yeah, well, yeah, the two Daytona races are big. What are the other two? They, they have run two at Talladega. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Which so I mean, like, big. he has big yeah. races, not like prestige of Daytona, big, but fair, fair. So, um. Anyways, uh, but yeah, I, I I still think the question remains what. If that is removed from their bigger races, and I don't know attendance figures, obviously, but it, what do they sell? Let's be clear, nothing's going to happen. They're right. not. They're not going to do anything. Yeah. But what do they sell on those tracks if not for maybe I'm just bitching, just a bitch. I don't know. <sighs> and I, I, if NASCAR, because essentially, I just keep thinking it doesn't have like that doesn't have to happen. Right. Clearly, but <laughs> the way I see it is that if. NASCAR removes this or, or puts things in place to cut, try to prevent crashes or quote unquote, the big one, that is something that they lose across all tracks, that marketing, mm -hmm. not just limited to the ones where there are bump drafting, obviously accidents happen on any track and something like a tire blowing can start a huge crash, but they still market the big one specifically at Daytona, but throughout the entirety of the season. Right. So, eh. <laughs> like what <laughs> if, you, if you remove that or, or if you're NASCAR and you're working to eliminate theoretically one of the bigger selling points or bigger viewer attractions of your sport what are you doing what are you working towards what what's the next thing right i mean not in a slippery slope argument type of way if i'm being unclear just they're too far they've they're too far invested in they're too far down that far in the blood sport angle of it to do anything other than just be like to to recodify it it's not a crash it's not an incident it's the big one the big mm -hmm. what Ooh, watch yeah. and find out you know what i mean mm -hmm. like they're, they're <laughs> they've put too much advertising capital in that to do anything else especially to, to ease off no i agree i agree so yeah that um uh the pageant the pageantry and the hullabaloo around um potus being there on sunday was nuts yeah um, oh, that's right. Yeah, I saw a picture of his. Uh, what call it? Yeah, limo. So, well, it's not really a limo. It's like an armored 
the beast the beast the yeah beast. the beast why did it take um, so long to think of that i don't know <laughs> anyway um but yeah like you know air i had never seen air force one in person before you know cool. to see a 747 that low like doing a circle around your facility was was pretty cool to see um bulletproof vests and machine guns and snipers everywhere on sunday yeah i don't doubt it like it was <laughs> insane like getting in was way harder like yeah. there, there's stuff that like track rules like you can take in that when secret service is there they don't give a fuck you're not getting it in right so like thermoses or like yetis like people are bringing in like yeti cups those are like 40 50 bucks and like secret service is like nope just taking them <laughs> oh my God. and people are like I've been coming here for years. I've been able to take it in every day. And they're like, not today. And just throwing them out. Like, <laughs> and like in my head, like if you could, if you could hit the president from a distance with a metal Yeti, don't think that was the concern, but <laughs> no, it's what's inside it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, that was crazy. That's interesting. I mean, what else would it be though? You know, honestly, you know, we're, we're where our seats were, we're sitting right across from like, they call it like the Daytona Speedway Club. It's like where the Victory Lane is. And then there's like the media center and stuff. There's like a four or five story building right there. Mm -hmm. Four snipers along the top of that building, oh, like shit. staring, staring right at us. When we got to our seats. We're like, <laughs> oh my God. Oh man. Don't stand up too quick boys. <laughs> like, this oh my God. So like all of that was i've never been at a place where the president was also in my life so not saying that i i was happy to see that it was trump or anything like that but like that was an experience it's definitely yeah, it's uh, the one time i've only ever remotely come close was where were we coming back from we were coming back on from some trip and landed at mitchell and they grounded and halted all tarmac traffic so that Air Force F1. One did a touch and go. I have no idea why. Yeah. And this was this was like probably early 2000s, probably pre 9/11. Like this was so it was but even then they shut the whole shit down. Yeah. For probably 30 minutes. Yep, no joke. I was in a place with the vice president once, which is almost the same yeah. Yeah. as far as security goes. Yep. It's nuts. It was a bunch shaking down a bunch of high school kids. <laughs> um, yeah, but overall, I mean, you're getting out of Wisconsin winter in February and going to Florida. So 70, 80 degrees every day. Yeah, it rained a little bit, but um, cool father-son trip. We had a few other friends with us. Um, a lot of fun. You know, can't wait. Can't wait to do it again next year one of your well i mean where's it rank better average bad um i think this one was a little better because it wasn't even though it get, i mean the rain out sucked on sunday yeah. but as far as the actual races go um like the friday the the thursday races were much better than i've ever seen them good the friday and saturday races were not demo derbies like they normally are <laughs> better i remember like, you describing that like, last year like more yeah. more than seven or eight of them actually finished this time <laughs> out of 30 which was which is actually really good so I, this one overall was 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 better that's a good point Justin. Was, he, that was his major complaint last yeah, year he's so. like well the races on thursday friday and saturday were a total waste yeah look at that so, uh what time are we at right now tristan about an hour about an hour cool we got um, other stuff to talk about yeah we got a bunch of little stories or we could save this for another time 
Uh, I have a list from an auto magazine, um, and their title is 50 Cars You Must Drive Before You Die. My title is Fuck You If You're an Auto Journalist and Have Been for 20 Years. <laughs> I think we need more time to dissect that. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> we'll do that next week. That might be a next episode type thing. But, that's fair. Uh, we got other news stories to hit on before we wrap up. I have one that's actually of extreme importance. Okay. Because this is something that we need to, as a podcast, we need to take a stand against. Together? Together. And, and I, hope you all, I hope you all agree with me. <laughs> oh, boy. So the first part of this is kind of interesting. Uh, Maserati, did you guys see this? Uh, have They've unveiled their new mid-engine supercar, which is kind of exciting. I, I didn't see it. I, I heard. I heard those words. Um, yeah, the, it's called the MC20. Okay. Uh, there's no oh, yes. pretending it looks anything other than uh, Ferrari. It just looks like a little Ferrari. It does look like a Ferrari. 220,000. Uh, that's cool. I'm down for all of that. Okay. However, <laughs> the, that announcement had not been out for more than 30 seconds when people were coming with, remember how great the Maserati MC-12 was and how beautiful it was. Oh, God. That car is ass ugly. And it always was ass ugly. I will not allow retconning of the MC-12 as a good looking car. That car <laughs> is horrible. That car is a blight. We're not doing this. We're not. They're pulling their. They're, yeah. pulling, they're pulling it up on their phone. No, I said, "Oh God," because I have to like refresh myself. Uh, so because I said, "Oh God," right away because my gut, oh, yeah. my, my gut no, reaction is I thing. don't like that yeah. car. No, but it's it's basically an iteration of the yeah of the F uh, fifty. If I'm remembering correctly, like I, I think it was yeah the same engine for and it was a very fast car. And it was a very technologically. I think you can make an argument that it was a technologically important car. But it was yeah, yeah. never good looking. No, no. Ever. And we cannot do this. <laughs> I, I, I 62 forbid of the, 62 of them ever produced from 2004 through 2006, it looks like. 2004. Yeah. 2005, 2006-ish. Yeah. It, it can be rare. It can be fast. It could even be good to drive, maybe. I Absolutely. don't know. Absolutely. Who knows? It, it is not objectively it is not a good looking car and we're not doing this 205 mile an hour top speed so yes fast mm -hmm. is, is that mass measured by italians though so like 196 I swear to god <laughs> you did burn that one in monaco didn't you I, I have proof that i wasn't there that's about all I you have. conspired yeah you're the mastermind behind the collusion that's really funny that is something that we can actually all agree on. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty hey. ugly. We can't do this. <laughs> we did it. We cannot let this happen. No, definitely <laughs> not. And I think, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, we'll see. One Primarily, guy tried. Well, Auto, Auto Express, I think it was. Not Auto Express. Automobile has, has tried. I think this may be a push that comes from Europe as opposed to any American publications. But it's something to watch because what I... Notice tends to happen. This is not at all limited to car coverage. This is something that is pervasive and infectious across all media. When someone puts forth an idea, puts forward a concept, and especially in this case, automobile leaked this Maserati. Yeah. Like a few, I think a day or two before it came out. So good for them on getting the scoop. They got the picture right. They got the name right. All that fantastic work. But I noticed that 
it it almost seems to come from their manufacturer. And there are cases, especially when it comes to movies and video games, where I know the buzzwords that get attached to products come from the company themselves. Video game companies have actually admitted this. Yep. For example, with Battlefield 1, it was that it was a respectful war game, quote unquote. Everybody said that shit. In every review you read, it was respectful. It was respectful, it was respectful, it was respectful. So here's your talking points, everybody. I think this is one to watch for that because it's possible that that is Maserati's angle for the MC20. Remember how good the MC12 was and looked? Well, this is like the new one. Exactly. You'll, really yeah. want, you'll really want this one. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I, that's something that I'm going to watch. I think that could happen pretty quickly. And we just need, we got to stomp that out. We can't allow it because it's a lie. Not on our watch. That's right. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> there will be Twitter wars raged. It'll just be me. It'll yeah. only be me mad at this. That's cool. And you can go You can go die on that hill. Yeah, I, I will, happily. <laughs> it's a Twitter death. No one will see me. It's, that, not, it's not permanent. <laughs> exactly. And no one cares about that hill. So. Chris Harris might. He might. No, he won't anymore because he blocked us. Yeah, we wouldn't know. He wouldn't see us. We wouldn't know. <laughs> but yeah, so um, I, you know, this little Maserati could be kind of neat. However, where, what does this say about Ferrari? Because this is what two hundred and twenty thousand pounds. Let's just equate it to dollars and say fuck it. What is the cheapest Ferrari? Uh, ooh. I'm gonna look it up. I don't know. I wouldn't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah, Tristan, what's the cheapest Ferrari? Cheapest Ferrari. Hey Google, what's the cheapest Ferrari? I mean, you can get used ones for five figures. Obviously, I don't. The cheapest Ugh. new Ferrari, a hundred and how much the cheapest new Ferrari? Two fourteen. There you go. So Two hundred fourteen. Okay, so so it's right um, in there. The same price as the Portofino. Oh, okay. So I see what's happening here. This is the mid-engined uh, Italian sports car for the guy who could buy the front-engine touring car, um, but is having a sixty-five-year-old midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and wants to maintain his young and hipness. His two thirds life crisis. Yeah. It so, just seems like a really no, weird. No, he's going to lose to 130. Yeah, oh, yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Which seems like a really weird car to put out, don't you think? Yeah. Like for Maserati, who's by all accounts kind of falling apart. They don't really have cars. Do they make the Quattroporte anymore? Do they make the uh, uh, Gran Turismo anymore? The I main thing that I know yeah, about. They, they, Maserati. they make them. I, don't, think I up- don't know anything about Maserati anymore. <laughs> I don't either. I don't think they've updated anything. In, they're like Nissan. They haven't updated them in forever. Maybe that's it. Because they had that boom of four, four or five, five years ago. Yeah. and um, Yeah, they really, really good leasing programs or something like that. Because <laughs> there was a lot of them driving around all of a sudden. <laughs> Let me tell you. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. There Between, was even a couple GT4s racing and like IMSA and SRO. Oh, my gosh. That's right. Yep. So... Huh. The Maserati Gran Turismo GT4. Yeah. I like that. I liked that car when it yes. first came out. Yeah. But anyways, um, I, I don't know. This is part of FCA, isn't it? I do believe so. Hmm. Yes. It's just, it's just weird to kind of put this stuff together because Ferrari's struggling with the name of their SUV that they're also struggling to put out. And <laughs> I feel like they're going to miss their shot or maybe I could be totally off base there, but I think that they're going to miss their shot. They've missed the Lamborghini wave. They've missed the uh, Land Rover wave. wave. They've missed all of these waves, the Bentley and the Rolls, Rolls wave. wave. 
So, Aston. The, the Aston wave. <laughs> so they've, they've missed all of this. And something else is going to be coming, but we don't know what it is, of course. But I feel like I feel like Ferrari's going to put out their SUV, and then immediately everything will be electric. Right. Yeah. Immediately after that. <laughs> and then they're like going to mark the end of the SUV. So that's struggling. Alpha, I, nah. who knows? Who knows? Uh, Maserati, who knows? Um, Chrysler, no. Jeep, yeah. Um, Ram, yeah. Ram, yeah. I feel like that's even coming back. Ram? Yeah. I feel like mm-hmm. more people are opting for those now. You might be right. But uh, Fiat, I mean... Hmm. Not here. No, yeah, yeah, not, not here, here but we assume... I feel like that was a moment for a while when 500s were a big deal. It was. The fi- and the Abarth. Yeah. It's so weird that they just never seem to push. They, they kind of put feelers out into these different markets. And this, the MC20 is kind of another example of this. It's just like a mid-engine car, uh, 200,000. Yes, th- let's do that. <laughs> and uh, uh, Yes. <laughs> sure. But it never, it never leads to anything. Even Maserati, who throughout a couple of years built themselves an impressive lineup that was liked and appreciated and looked good and the you know the the talking point at that moment for those cars was that they don't suck like they used to yeah i remember you, you could actually own this and drive it yeah instead of just own it and look at it yeah, in a garage that? with a mechanic under it yeah i mean and yet yeah it never leads to, actually on that topic, I would I would like to share with you a thought that I've had. Uh-oh. It might be deep. It's Andrew's deep thoughts. It mm. might be deep. I'll see Andrew's if this is deep or possibly not. deep thoughts to you. But however, generally when I think it's not good for anybody. Okay. So and my rela- soul is prepared. It does relate it relates directly to this because it has to do with alpha and you know, them dipping their toes in. When we were at the Chicago Auto Show, mm-hmm. I got in the um, Quattro Formaggio, whatever it is. Julia? No. Is the Julia the car? Yes. Yes. Julia's car. Yeah, that. Uh, And the feel of all of the things, I mean, maybe we mentioned this on the cast even, just the touch, the the materials in the interior were trash. They were garbage. Dodge Dodge dart dart parts. Yeah, I think think we did mention that. But that got me thinking. I love the old Top Gear program. I think it's great. And I, if you are going to try and make an argument that modern car journalism is anything other than a direct result of the old Top Gear program with the old three classic hosts, you're completely deluded. They, yeah. they pioneered all of this. Certainly anything where you're hearing people talk or watching people do things. But even they, in the writing, they, you know, their, their ability to combine real world emotion, relatable feelings, relatable stories to cars that most people will never even see with their eyes was unparalleled. Yes. And I think it's really important, but that's kind of an aside because what I want to get to is one of the worst things they ever did for car culture. And that was to get in front of a camera for a, for a decade plus and say that the best car that you could ever drive is an Alfa Romeo. <laughs> yes repeatedly because i was thinking about this it just hit me one more i was over and over and over and over and over i was washing my hair in the shower something like that and it suddenly struck me like it is so dumb 
to say that the best car you could ever drive, the best kind of car that you could ever drive is the one that works on one road one time for five minutes and the rest of your entire life is garbage. We are so dumb as car people to believe that. And I don't think it's even limited to Top Gear because when you think about like old American cars, right? Which are mm-hmm. like we talk about with our Tads, they're yep. fundamentally disposable. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but those were great. And then it was, you know, cars like old 911s, which had, you know, like appalling turbo lag and this and that. But but the steering, like one element being mm-hmm. good. We are so dumb. That's Alfa Romeo's. It's always the engine mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always yep. like oh look at that sound you know look yeah at the, look at the sound no, whatever but that's you know, what listen to that yeah listen, it would listen be like that, that sound, sound. Yeah. exhaust made of otis redding yeah <laughs> that's funny <laughs> <laughs> but, but we need to stop that right isn't it time to take a step back and say okay sure let's pretend that you want a car that's perfect in moments you can get that in a car that you can also drive mm-hmm. wrx in the driveway i was thinking something as simple as a camry yeah mm-hmm. I was gonna say, there are lots of flavors of this if you want if you want a car that has deeply entertaining moments i love and will keep for uh, forever sure but it is still deeply flawed yeah and it is not the best car you can buy Right, but and I would never say that. <laughs> but but the other thing is, I mean, even it, to use the WRXs, I think is I think is an interesting counter, simply because the thing about Alphas then and now, as if you read like uh, the long term reviews mm-hmm. on the Julia, yeah, they're just in the shop, right, all the time. All the time. It's, it's not an exaggeration. It's not a lie. They just have problems. Yes, it is so bad. It's so irresponsible to continue to push the myth. That I, that you either need to obviously you don't need to drive any car to be a fan of cars. That's just dumb. right. But it's so dumb to push the myth that that is a desirable quality. That yes, I love a car with a foible. Yeah. However, it's not life ruining. For example, my car. I love the fact it has three doors because no one ever wants to ride with me anywhere. <laughs> However, that is very dumb. <laughs> it, three doors on a hatchback car is very dumb gears one and two on a wrx I mean i never have to take the dogs anywhere <laughs> <laughs> they won't stay in the car no they end up in the front seat or through the windshield <laughs> that's right so that's a foible yes the car not working is a problem right i just think we need to draw attention to that that's a very good point we need but to- I, I think they say it as like if you're an enthusiast, you need to have one for and, this experience. And you need to put up with And I think that's part this. of the, uh, yeah, I think the experience is that you need to put up with, I think they almost say it tongue in cheek, like they know it's not great. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I could, I could, I could drive an Alfa Romeo or, you know, a Maserati mm-hmm. in their previous crummy form, or I could drive an AMG Mercedes, <laughs> which is going to be sublime and it will go for 200,000 miles. Right. Mm-hmm. The, uh, obvious choice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it's one of those weird hookups. And, and in my mind, that went from a direct line from old Top Gear 
to alpha and alpha today as it exists. Yes. Where they, yeah. they continue to trade on with car people that mystique that, that you know, it's Italian, it's as perfect as it can be. And, and it's going to be quirky, but. And this Maserati, this MC20 circle all the way back is definitely going to be inside that lineage. And, and just another example of like, the, what the hell are they doing over there? <laughs> For sure. I don't know. That, that's I remember their um they have like oh there's something that uh they've changed it since then there was like on their commercials their saying you know was like you know like uh, driven by the few admired by the masses is the current one but mm. i feel like i feel like there was some i feel like there was something else driven by the few who uh, can put up with it yeah, that's that's pretty funny though that's pretty good <laughs> like it's instructive but there was one where it's like it doesn't say anything about quality or how good it is to drive like it's, <laughs> it was like it was all about like passion right you know probably like, just the word passion yeah in red <laughs> yeah <laughs> Rosso, please. <laughs> yes, Rosso. <laughs> uh, um, oh, can we talk about? I, I wanted to since we started. Can we talk about the G7 Sportback? The G7 Sportback. The the sorry the shooting brake the not the Sportback. Oh, the G70 shooting brake. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, I only have one thing to say about it. I am very excited. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> yes. Yeah, definitely. Two words. Yes, please. <laughs> Some yes, I didn't save a picture of it. I just want to see. I just want to. They, they released it with the, with the new um, grill design. Yes. Yes. Which, which, <laughs> yeah, but that it does look better on the shooting brake. Right. It does exactly. Have... For whatever reason, just being a sedan is what makes it look its worst. Yeah. It looks it, best on the on the SUV, SUV for sure. It looks fine on the G70 shooting brake. Mm-hmm. But why did they put it on the cars? Oh, the shooting brick thing really annoys me. It really annoys me though. Why? Because I don't like the bastardization of that term. Two door car, two plus two. Shooting brake. Yes. Two plus two. If nothing else, two plus, plus two, two is critical to that. In my opinion. The what hatch that, and the two plus two. Say what that is is a station wagon. Yes. <laughs> or an estate car. An estate car. GV70 estate. Uh, G70 estate. Can we not have one term that's pure? You, you ruin coupe. You ruin <laughs> Yeah, that. by putting four doors on it. Which, again, I was honestly okay with because those cars, the original ones at least, uh, what was the what's the a BMW or not BMW the um, Mercedes that kind of started that whatever the hell that yeah was yeah that one and then there's the A7 yeah A5 they at least damaged the rear seating enough for the <laughs> shape that it was fine I was yes. fine with it like you didn't want to sit in the back of those they had backs yeah but you didn't want to use them nope so that was cool and now SUVs are coupes which what kind of galaxy brain shit is this <laughs> stop <laughs> someone has to be stopped but can we not have one thing shooting break is such a cool term and it was so cool because it was rare yes yeah even cars like mine that have a significant argument to actually be shooting break they just aren't because only because has three doors and not two even mm-hmm. though it is two plus two and a hatchback mm-hmm. so th- can we not have one thing that's cool does it all have to be this to sell? Yeah, it's marketing. But it's such a bummer. You ha- you already it, took coupe. Just use that. I agree. I'm not saying you're wrong. Mm. 
It's just the world we live in now, man. I was looking for one um, that I <laughs> I liked um, that I had seen one time when I looked up shooting brakes. Here it is. Um, probably garbage. I don't know because it's a British car. Um, <laughs> it's made by Reliant. But the, but the Reliant Scimitar was a shooting brake. Reliant Scimitar. Um, yes. And like, yeah, two doors, yep. two seats in the back, not a station wagon, damn it. Correct. <laughs> not an estate car, damn it. Shooting brake. Yes. That's a thing. And they made like a, a TT club racer shooting brake concept one time. That's interesting. I was like, damn, that's amazing. There are some and, custom Ferraris yes. in, in a Tipple that And look, definitely oh. not an A3 wagon or yes. a hatchback. Oh, like, man. same platform, different thing. It's it's a, It really bums me out. That was kind of like the last bastion for me of things that were cool that people didn't know about. I think it's Tesla's <laughs> fault. <laughs> sure. You remember like three years ago when some company put out like a, uh, I don't remember if they, I don't remember if they were just like a, um, like a, you know, like an Imagineer kind of like this, what it could look like. Yeah. Or if they were a company that would actually do modify them, modify, but they did like a, a model S shooting break and it was just a wagon, like yeah. a yeah. straight up wagon. They didn't even, uh, they didn't even, Feign an attempt to hide it. And they're like, but this is a shooting break. And it's like, no, but it's not, though. I'm bummed to see that term go. Yeah. It's funny, though, because if you look at the actual history of the shooting break, um, the name, even, <laughs> it was, it's literally a relative of the estate car. Yeah. <laughs> because it was literally meant to go take people out shooting. <laughs> oh, like, yeah, like, I it would be. You know, birds and stuff. So you've got two people. Mm-hmm. And all their stuff and dead birds and stuff in the back. Yep. And, you know, that was what it was for. You weren't really expecting to put people in the back. So there wasn't a door there. There were seats if you had to take some people. Right. But there wasn't a door. You're mostly going to put a nine-foot-long shotgun in the back. Yep. You know? <laughs> and that's and then the, the estate car is the long version of that because you're doing other things on your estate. On your estate. Correct. So. <laughs> uh, Damn it. Bums me out. Bums me out. Um, anything else to talk about? Something gonna... critical, actually, before we get Uh-oh, there. he's got another one. I have another, I have another <laughs> critical thing. Uh, recently, on this podcast. Recently. <laughs> yeah. Last time on I w- Check Engine I Podcast. I wish we could. Previously. <laughs> at this point, I would clip in all of the abuse that me personally, but us as a threesome, have hurled at the type r uh, because we were right because we were right again (laughs) fuck that (laughs) we were right honda is backpedaling massively no um honda is releasing uh well a version and a half shall we say right they will have like two a, and a half versions of the Type R when they're done. Uh-huh. <laughs> One has a wing delete yep. and smaller wheels and... You yeah, know, uh, not even smaller wheels. No, they're down a size, down an inch. I thought they were the same size, but they were actually running on softer sidewalls of the same size. Okay, I thought they were 19s down from the 20s. But either way... Doesn't matter. Softer ride, yep. either way. Mm-hmm. Uh, wing delete yep. for sensible human beings. Indeed. Like myself. <laughs> I think the wing delete is enough. Like it looks, it, it looks, looks awesome great. with the it's wing great. off the back. with the little lip. Like yeah, because they, they replaced it with a little lip spoiler instead, and that looks 
beautiful. That fixes that car. Yeah, we we were right. Yeah, that's cool. You're welcome, Honda. Why didn't they make it? A, why didn't they make it a hatchback? Maybe that's a separate issue. But they could have just. They could have done only, that. You could only ask them for so much. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, they took a step forward. Can we just? They did. Can we just let give them, them have that it? credit? Encourage Please. them so they keep taking the right steps. Fine. That's this. Don't is, tear this them down for trying. <laughs> Here's my question about this. Because it, it feels like, uh, save for, they didn't do a reduction in horsepower. Nope. However, once again, Honda is following in the footprints of Hyundai with the N and the the two variants of the N. Because, again, the save for horsepower reduction, the 250 horsepower N has all of the same changes that they made to the Type R. Smaller wheels, less of a wing, softer ride. They picked the right company to follow, to, if, I'm, if I'm being unclear here. And but, they also made the harder core version. Yes, they It took they the air did. conditioning and the insulation out. That's correct. They, yeah. So that's what the Type R... Um, 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 I don't think I screen capped that because I didn't... Hard core, care. I don't know. <laughs> and all... And all Track edition? Sport, yeah. sport line. All indications. Oh, wait, no, Sportline's a soft one. Sorry. All indications are also the fact is also pointing to the fact that that's not even going to come here. Yeah, no, yeah. It, <laughs> it's like the cup or something. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't screenshot that because again, didn't care. Yeah, that that's a that's a euro thing. Cars that are worse, <laughs> that cost more, that cost way more. Yeah, <laughs> they are worse. American, yeah. So straight up, Americans don't buy cars without air conditioning. Yeah, and why would we? <laughs> we we can't. We live almost at the top of where you can live in the United States, and still, if not need, would strongly prefer air conditioning in the summer. And That's we don't true. even live in any, Arizona like, yeah, or Florida. Where you have to have it, or, or you'll Georgia. actually die. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> so true. Las Vegas, when you walk outside in August, and it's a hundred and twenty, and your shoes melt to the pavement. Ugh. Like. Yeah, you need it. Yeah. Yeah. But no, let's let's go run a race course without AC in Las Vegas in this new Honda. I mean, yeah. I mean, that you would because you you'd would. be able to wear a cool suit. And I mean, like, I mean, <laughs> well, that you would. That's but, not the greatest example. But no, no, no. But no, no, because that's the thing. In uh, Maybe I'm wrong here, but in my view, all of these cars, and I mean, Renault's made them and Citroen's made them, and I'm sure reputable brands have made them too it's not just the french um but no, they they are lamborghini makes them ferrari makes them that's true yes Porsche, well. of course yep but um the, in terms of like consumer grade cars for lack of a better term it is primarily the french brands who are directly tapped into tuner culture over there who create these triple track hardened they're basically just meant for people who go to and crash their shit on the Nuremberg ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, these cars probably don't have a very long lifespan. No. So, so why the, even put that much stuff in it? Maybe the AC's not that big of a deal. He's not going to notice before he pastes it on a car. So even if it did come with AC, when he wrecked it and fixed it, he wouldn't fix the air conditioning anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. That, that, that second radiator is just extra money. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this dude's not going to care what he's kiss an arm go <laughs> save weight but no it it is a weird thing to me it's a very weird choice and like a weird subculture yeah. to be so into racing quote unquote 
that you don't go race cars, but instead sit in your car without AC, without a cool suit, because these people are not investing money in cool suits. No, not for <laughs> driving to work. Exactly. Yeah, it's it is weird. I mean, we have that here too. We have the rat rod culture. We pay a lot for stuff that's shit. I don't. I don't think I can have this debate with you right now. That's <laughs> not a debate. Like, I don't we, think they're. I don't think they're the same though. Let me think about that. I'll get back to you. Okay. Next week on your <laughs> podcast. Yeah, that, I do think that's interesting actually. But I don't think that. Yeah. Anyways. So we were right about Honda. Uh, we need to create a list for this year of things. Yeah, we're things right we're right about. about so that was a big this one. Later. <laughs> I am not willing to say that the Sportline Civic is cool. However, it's cooler. Right. It's better. It's, it's Step in the right I, I direction. I would even go as far as say it's not actively uncool. Agreed. Like we determined the Type R was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Why didn't they bring these to Chicago? When did it, they announce? Like the week after. It was, it was last week. That's why. <laughs> And who knows what's even coming here yet. So, Well, the Sportline is confirmed for here. You know what? Maybe that was it because it was like a European product launch, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, it seems like a missed opportunity for the Sportline at at a minimum. Yeah. They had so much space in that booth. Maybe that's (laughs) why they uh, pumped the brakes on showing off the Type R, too. Hmm. They knew they had more that was going to come along the line in a minute. But Okay. I like where your head's at with that. Yeah. Um... That's probably good enough, huh? Yes. Yeah, let's get out of here. We 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 have we already I think we already have our episode pegged for next week. What at least some of it's going to be about. Definitely. So, um, <laughs> I just have more things to rant about. So yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. We'll do an yeah. open episode <laughs> just for Andrew to lighten his mental load. <laughs> There's been a buildup. There's a backlog. <laughs> so tune in, folks. It's going to be great. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, we appreciate you listening, but we don't want you just to listen, okay? We want to interact with you. So uh, reach out to us. Ask us questions. Tell us what you want us to talk about. Tell us we suck. Whatever. Like, we want to hear from you. Um, we have a lot of different ways you can do that. We have a website, checkenginepodcast.com. There we have an email address. It is inbox at checkenginepodcast.com. Reach out to us there. We're all over social media. Tristan is laughing at something. You didn't hear that? <laughs> Never mind. We'll talk about it later. My okay. Like is rumbling. <laughs> <laughs> loud enough. I'm pretty sure that's going to come through. That I was so loud. I felt it yes. through the table. That was so loud. Andrew, be hungry. Um, anyhow, we're all over social media. We are on Facebook at Check Engine Podcast. Andrew, the Twitter is at Check Engine Pod. Tristan, the Instagram is also at Check Engine Pod. So find us there. Like us. Follow us. DM us, do what you want to do there. Please check us out on there. If you're really into what you what we're doing here, um, we would love your financial support. Thank you in advance. Um, we have a Patreon page, patreon.com slash check engine podcast, or right at our hosted site on anchor.fm slash check engine podcast. There is a support button. You can click there and make a uh, monthly contribution for us. Um, again, thank you in advance. If you don't want to, we get it. That's cool. Um, Something that's free, though, is reviews and subscriptions. So each one takes under 10 seconds. It does not cost you anything. The worst it can do is you are notified when we have something new to put out. (laughs) So um, we would appreciate you doing that. Subscriptions and reviews, particularly good ones, help out in the giant 
podcast algorithm thingy that goes on on the interwebs so big podcast algorithm in the sky that's right um so we appreciate you doing that fellas what are we or what or who are we thanking before we get out of here uh i i mean i guess it's kind of a thanks but i just want to throw uh a little shout out to the shifting gears podcast who have returned that's right they're back after months of silence so uh i mean welcome back yeah welcome back welcome back to the game welcome back boys check them out if you're not listening to us that's right after us check them out (laughs) shifting gears podcast um i'd like to thank luck and vitamins (laughs) (laughs) what are you building a fallout character (laughs) (laughs) no sadly no those are not references to special um those are in fact i don't know we were discussing this before we started i am surrounded by disease (laughs) (laughs) and so far have not caught it so um, which is I, you know, which is a miracle because you have the weakest immune system. It's gotten better of anyone. But the big thing is it doesn't ever go away. Yeah, in fairness, he doesn't. He does get sick, but he never gets severely sick. And then I, but then I don't ever get better either. Yeah, he's <laughs> at risk of perishing. He just right. kind of stays kind of sick me. all the I'll time. I'll just have a cough for seventy years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. he just stays so, kind of sick. But so far, nothing. Knock on wood. Tristan in Wuhan. But yeah, <laughs> don't send me there. Why? What's the difference? <laughs> <laughs> you said you're surrounded by sickness. This That's worse sickness. I shouldn't be joking about a pandemic. Yeah, that's not a joke, Andrew. People are dying. Bad soup. <sighs> I, no, okay. <laughs> Get me out of here. I have questions that I can't ask them on air. <laughs> Nick, Um, what are you thankful for or whom? I would like to thank my Colorado Z71. Um, Put a lot of miles on this week. I was up to Minnesota for work this week and back. Then yesterday, which, folks, is about five hours from my house, for those of you who don't know where we're at. Um, Then I was up to La Crosse yesterday to go trailer shopping for the Check Engine Podcast go-kart. That was about a three-hour one-way trip. I showed up to recording today, fresh off of a baptism in Illinois, which was another couple hours the other way. Mm-hmm. So, um, a lot of window time uh, this week. Did a lot of driving, put a lot of miles in the Z71, and handled it beautifully. Nice. So, thank you to the Chevy Colorado Z71. Thank you to everyone who tunes in. Even if we suck, y'all are awesome, no matter what. So, we really appreciate your support, and we cannot wait to talk to you again. Until then, take care.